Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And I enjoyed one of these films. We're looking at twins <laughs> and Suburban Commando. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how you doing today? I'm I'm well. I'm a, I'm a little uh, weary uh, after the after the Hulk Hogan experience we had. Oh, watching. the Hulk Hogan experience! That's when he briefly started his own band in the '90s, and they called themselves the Hulk Hogan Experience. I can't. The thing is, I don't have rejoinders because my face just falls falls into a, a, a visage of despair. Um, but you know, other, other, than, other that, than that, you're I'm doing, doing great. Okay. I'm doing Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so this is our first listener request of the new year. Hey, uh, specifically, Twins. Twins is requested. Yeah, not Suburban yes. Commander. Twins comes to us from Turner, whose high school diploma is signed by Schwarzenegger when he was the governor of California. So and that is how Turner requested to be credited. That is how Turner requested to be credited. So thank you for that. That yes, made me laugh. Yes. That made me laugh every time I reread it in the email. <laughs> Uh, and if you, listener, have a film you'd like us to break down the casting of, email us at andalmoststarring at gmail.com. Now, as we just said, Turner requested twins. She sure did not request Suburban Commando. Don't even, Turner, I don't even know if you know Suburban Commando. But you're gonna. You're sure gonna. Because these two films weirdly linked to each other, which is why I thought, you know what? Let's just cover them both in one app. Let's come out hot in 2021 oh, yeah. and do a bizarre <laughs> double app. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the people have been clamoring for both twins and Suburban Commando. Give us Hogan. <laughs> oh, my Give goodness. Oh, my goodness. They're at the door. Hogan. They're beating down the door. Okay. Okay, okay, don't worry. We're coming. We're coming with the Hulk Hogan, Arnold uh, twofer we got for you here. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into how they're connected later. But for now, let's kick it off with Twins. Twins is a comedy that came out on December 9th, 1988, and was directed by Ivan Reitman and written by William Davies, William Osborne, Timothy Harris, and Herschel Weingrod. Amy Jo, what's your experience with Twins? Had you seen it before? Jeff, the great thing about today's episode is I came to both of these films a, a blank slate, a, a page on which nary a word had been written. I knew... Like your first day at school, just hungry for knowledge. Just Can't wait to learn. Me, tell me, Um I, I actually watched both of these films with less eagerness than I ever went to school because I was a very apt pupil. Um, and I was afraid of sitting through these films. You we were an apt pupil like Schwarzenegger's character in Twins. He's uh, so you? studied. How he knows you? so many languages. Uh, he's, he's really got it going on. So Twins, huge, huge hit of 1988. Worldwide gross, $216 million. I will say it's extremely charming oh, yeah. and very watchable. Like, oh, is it great? Agree. Not at all. But it. I was like, I am enjoy. I laughed, like legitimately laughed a number of times. Uh, not at the Same. expense of the film, oh, but no, 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 by no. the intentions a lot, of the film. A lot of every, pretty much everything Danny DeVito was doing this film oh was getting me good. So was good. A lot, was very fun. His like, the whole like realizing that it's not $5,000, but $5 million that he's kind of lucked his, his way into. His the like pl- silent <laughs> aria. And then just repeating it so many times. Five <laughs> million. Dollars. Oh, I just love Danny DeVito as like grubby schemester. 
always my favorite Beautiful. color on Danny DeVito. Excellent. It's so good. So spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Twins or haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief-ish synopsis. A secret experiment is carried out at a genetics laboratory to combine the DNA of six fathers to produce a single perfect child. To the surprise of the scientists, the embryo split and twins Julius and Vincent are born, which we see these two babies they get, which is one giant baby for oh Schwarzenegger and one teeny tiny baby for DeVito. And I had to write down Amy Joe because your quote was, you're telling me that's fresh from the womb? No wonder she died. <laughs> well, they said, yes, the mother sadly died in childbirth. And then they have this baby that <laughs> that baby is, is no newborn. They really searched far and wide to find that that baby no, like, they just need... got a slightly older baby oh, than like days old <laughs> it was like that's all you do is you just you uh, the way you enlarge a baby is you just let it grow oh that's little known facts that now i know how to enlarge a baby you just let it grow uh so the mother mary ann benedict is told that julius died at birth and not told about vincent at all vincent which is danny devito of course is placed in an orphanage in la and with no one but himself to rely on he escapes from the orphanage and later becomes a small-time criminal while Julius is raised on a South Pacific island by Professor Werner, one of the scientists from the experiment, who puts him through intense physical training uh, and extensive and, and study. And also puts on an Austrian accent to yes. justify To justify, yeah, why Schwarzenegger has an Austrian accent. appreciated later on in the movie. It's like, oh, that's how they made this work. At first, it's like, why aren't they just speaking German? I'm like, I get it later. It made sense. Uh, and Jul- with Julius and Werner both believing Marianne died during childbirth and neither twin knowing of the other's existence. On Julius's 35th birthday, Werner finally tells him about his brother Vincent, and Julius proceeds to Los Angeles and eventually tracks Vincent down in jail. Via, like, a little boat that he rows, like, To get to the airport, because to... then we have him listening to Yakety Sax. Yeah, I know, but, but it's he's even funnier a... to imagine him rowing, rowing all the way to Los Angeles. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good, because clearly there's a motor on the boat, but they make it look as if he's just, he's so strong that he's rowing himself, like, super speed. Uh, I could have used even more ridiculous psych gags like that i mean there are ridiculous psych gags we get schwarzenegger driving a car on two wheels at one point having the time of his life uh apparently that was his favorite his favorite thing to shoot because he so he's like grinning in that scene is real because he's just so delighted in the car for at least the close-ups okay um but i he he was just like that was his favorite thing to shoot which i (laughs) thought was very funny um but he finds uh his brother vincent who's being held for unpaid parking tickets also apparently of all people clint eastwood visited the set the day they shot Schwarzenegger in the plane, just with his headphones in, just singing along to yakety yeah. sax. And he said to Arnold, I didn't realize you had such talent. Um, <gasps> so take that for what you will. Uh, <laughs> Meaning comedically? I think, yeah. Melodically? I think comedic- oh, I can't okay. imagine melodically. I can't imagine Clint Eastwood was just like, you know, I sang myself in a rawhide. Ever hear of it? Uh, so you know what? You you should uh, consider going into a music career, Arnold. No, I'm pretty sure it was just like, oh, you're actually kind of, you're pretty funny. You're I didn't know funny. you had comedic I chops. I never thought about that. Right. Um, so Julius bails Vincent out, but Vincent does not believe that they are twins and abandons him. Julius, pers- I will say Arnold's just like complete, like at first he's confused, like, no, I'm looking for Vincent. So oh, yeah. And, so. you, you and see, then like, like one you got big... him and then he immediately is like, I'm all in. Oh, I know. He sees like the one big muscle guy that like might as well be Arnold right. Stand-In. And he's just like Maybe following him. Maybe. That would be kind of funny. He's following him. And then Danny DeVito sits down and they're both just like, uh, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. It's very, very charming. And Arnold's just like going on like, oh, I'm so excited to see you. You are my brother. And it's like the he, he, glass, glass that you can't, you need the phone. And Danny DeVito's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Julius pursues Vincent to his workplace and finds him being beaten up by one of three loan shark brothers that Vincent owes $20,000. Julius subdues the man, earning Vincent's trust and respect, which I had to pause because I loved because he's such a like little con man schemer, Danny DeVito, in yeah. this film. So this his like office of like of what he does. Oh, and it's right. just like, uh, I think it was just like Vincent Benedict, sports agent, artist representative, import slash export, automobile sales, rental leasing, wholesale, patio furniture. Uh, so he does it all, people. He really. He, there's nothing he can't do. My favorite was one of the posters in his office was of all these like bare chested beefcakes that said road warriors on it. And I was like maybe i assume wrestlers and i'm like would that fall under sports agent or artist representative i don't know or maybe you know they're wrestlers so they're probably using like chairs and stuff to whack each other around could be patio furniture he could be selling them patio furniture he's got a whole like uh like self-contained operation oh he's got that operation yes he's got that operation up and running we he later meets vincent's girlfriend linda mason and linda's sister marnie who becomes infatuated with julius Vincent is under the impression that their mother abandoned them, but believing that she may have also been lied to, Julius tracks one of their six fathers down who directs them to Dr. Traven in New Mexico. Meanwhile, <laughs> I, I guess the film kind, kind of needs it, this whole crime subplot. Mm-hmm. Um, Vincent steals a late model Cadillac from a parking garage uh, with his buddy, young David Caruso, who's in this film for like two minutes. Oh, is that the attendant guy? The, the redhead guy, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, CSI Miami's uh, David Caruso. Never watched it. Good for him. Good for you. <laughs> More like. <laughs> uh, to sell to a chop shop and finds a prototype fuel injector in the trunk that was to be delivered to industrialist Beetroot McKinley in Houston. Now, you are from Texas originally, Amy Joe. Yes. Have you ever met anyone named Beetroot? Is this a Texan hmm. name? Hmm. No. Okay. I grew up uh, knowing a girl named Sunshine, and that's Ooh. like as hippy-dippy. Yeah. No one named Beetroot. No. Yeah, he does not seem like a hippie type. No. He seems like an oil man. As an oil man, he is. Uh, in Houston, in return for $5 million. Vincent decides to pose as the delivery man, Mr. Webster, and deliver the fuel injector himself so he can collect the money and pay off his debts. He reluctantly allows Julius, Linda, and Marnie to accompany him to New Mexico to find Traven while Webster begins pursuing them. In New Mexico, Traven reveals the truth to the twins, pointing out that Julius resulted from the best genes and spitefully denouncing Vincent as having come from the useless genetic material, leaving Vincent distraught, which... I mean, that... That's harsh. That's, harsh. That's a hard sell for an actor. It's like, okay, you're gonna be playing genetic crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's really. I feel like if that mo- if the movie was made today, it's just a weird thing to say. Well, I think if the movie's made today, then you make more of a thing, which they do a little bit because Arnold is like, no, the only reason that you are yes. the way you are is because you didn't have family you didn't of have anyone to love you and to, exactly you like get. i had a, this professor that was teaching me all these things having me you know work out and all the, i got to raised on this island you were raised in an orphanage and you thought that nobody wanted you so of course you turned out to be grubby i really appreciated that it felt very woke for 1988 or whatever oh to, true you know, true like, of the nature versus nurture yeah. like all that i agree um but i think that they would have gone today they'd go even further to have the most his biggest turn is just being like let me accept family into my life uh and i guess he does go more legit at the end somewhat mm-hmm. danny devito but uh you'd still have him being like what is his, his real passion like today you'd have some like whatever that he would get involved in for a career that he'd be really turning his life around mm-hmm. in a way that danny devito kind of does he settles down with his girlfriend uh he they go into business together they go into business together uh true 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 um but yeah after julius threatens him traven directs them to santa fe where their mother lives in an art colony then we get like 
all the best scenes of this film, which is their shopping, the shopping montage where they're getting Schwarzenegger oh, yeah, DeVito yeah, into yeah, the yeah, matching yeah. suits, which there's your poster. It's There's your trailer. Mm-hmm. Just them walking like in sync. Every time they have DeVito and Schwarzenegger doing anything at the same time, it's so it's foolish. so stupid. It's just them flushing the toilet and like washing their hands at the like getting the paper towels the exact same way. They're both scratching their butt the same way. It's so silly. But them in these suits is perfection. when they both like take the jackets off and swing them, and Arnold swings his over <laughs> Devito's head. I was like, that's a good sight gag. Right he there, has but... so much room to clear Devito's head when swinging the jacket <laughs> over him. It is perfection we get them they're dancing he's teaching schwarzenegger dance because kelly preston as the friend or as the the other sister likes him so it's like i gotta teach you to dance you get schwarzenegger and devito dancing together it's so charming they it's do very a, cute yeah really silly like line dance it's a, a bar very uh similar to the one in thelma and louise but like it's not very thelma louise very roadhouse yes, yes. It, it's like ro- the cleaned up version of roadhouse it'd be great yes, if yes, patrick yes. swayze once there was a fight and was there i would love loved a cameo from patrick swayze as dalton to come by and uh, yes the singer looks sort of like Tina davis sure she did yeah yeah sorry i was thinking of the guitarist who is not uh, who's a man and i was like well i guess i i think that's an insult to gina davis um the the singer singer of course of course of course not the guitarist in roadhouse no i mean the guitarist they're the guitarist that they they focus on for a bit i forget who he is he's like some oh i don't know i was he's he's actually some musician of some note of song yeah the note uh, that I am just unfamiliar with. Uh, and we also get after after Arnold gets dressed, which is amazing. I was like, what a premonition uh, for Arnold to go, do I look cool now? And Danny DeVito goes, Mr. Ice. Yeah. Yeah. Two Batman dudes. I know. You got Penguin and Mr. Freeze. But you know what's not a premonition mm-hmm. is when they have Arnold say, I'll be back <laughs> in this film. Ar- See, uh, it didn't bother me. Arnold says, I'll be back in so many films. and But it's such a like... He didn't say it in the tonality of Terminator, but I no. was like, come on! But it's also, I mean, it's such an innocuous line to become your catchphrase. Like, That's it's such a line true. that can easily be in your script already before you even cast Arnold. For sure. And then it feels like, oh, well, let's just lean into it. Opposed to, you know, if Stallone in every film had to work out a way to just go, Adrian! Then we'd be like, <laughs> okay, okay, really? Mm-hmm. We, we, have to, we always have to have a character named Adrian? Or it's like, whatever. He's like going by like the hot dog stand guy. And he's like, Adrian! Give me two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or it's like, yeah, Marlon Brando having to... Talk about being a being a bum. Exactly. If it, in the or in the you know the Godfather, he's got a you know you got a you got the Don having to just start screaming out Stella. It's like, I do we need this Brando? I mm. don't think we mm. do. I mm. I think we can cut this. I don't think in Island of Doctor Moreau you still need to be screaming out Stella to how a will they know who you know I am? A, a monster man. Um, how how will they know it's me uh, if I don't have my catchphrase? Uh, and then this is where we get yeah they're they're at they, at one point in the dancing. In the line dancing, it really just does look like they're doing a Wizard of Oz. They're doing like a little little step touch. They're doing a little chug. They're yeah. doing a little chug. Um, and then Kelly Preston as uh, Marnie and Arnold sleep together because um, he's, he's a virgin. He's a little shy. He's a little bashful. That gigantic Austrian lug <laughs> tree trunk of a man. Uh, at the art colony in Santa Fe, a gardener informs Julius and Vincent that their mother has died. They leave, unaware that the gardener was, in fact, Marianne, who did not believe their story, having been told she only had one son who died at birth. Abandoning Julius and the girls in New Mexico, Vincent heads to Houston alone to deliver the prototype to Beetroot. Julius chases after Vincent, which I guess I kind of glossed over this until reading the synopsis, sensing his whereabouts thanks to twin telepathy. Yeah, no, that twin telepathy thing starts in the first scene where it's like, 
said he sensed his brother was in some sort of trouble. I'm like, how, how? So has he had this twin telepathy the whole time and just thought he was like, like weird? I at the beginning because they like are both looking at a which what there's what, what that movie theater that famous movie theater is in L.A. together where yeah. they both like scraps their butts. Robinson and I was like, oh, yeah. is this where they're gonna meet? And I was like thankfully it was like no arnold goes to the nunnery and he's like actually like finding out yeah uh, i really thought he was just gonna like is he because he it starts all of arnold walking through la looking like a big dip in his big old dip. suit jacket and shorts and j- white socks and sneakers going around just being like ha 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 look at all this oh here's this poster of so sister alone and let me compare my muscles to him <laughs> oh no uh i really thought he was just gonna like i'm just gonna wander until i find my brother i'm like is he so For, smart, he's stupid. Yes, is he one of those? Yes, I know everything in books, but I just have never really lived, which is true. They do to yeah. an extent. Um, thankfully, it wasn't just the twin telepathy from there. But it does go here, where he oh, it's but he like steals like a big Texan like, car with like yeah, a big, like, uh, uses his, like closes his eyes and like <laughs> smells or something to find. I don't know. Uh, well, to be fair, Devito in this movie does look like he has a distinctive smell. I, mean, I would not be surprised if he's got a specific st- oh the aqua aqua velva aqua velva. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Although he does throw that immediately in the it's garbage. It's true. He's probably got another very strong scent. He's like, I'm already got enough. I'm set for life. I use Axe. Oh, use, yes, his Axe body spray. Uh, or he maybe the scent of whatever Devito's putting in the hair in well, this I like was rat's nest hair of a hair like, he has yeah, in this film, really strong. Um, which does help. I feel like if you're gonna be, oh, I'm gonna be playing genetic crap. Let me look gross. Let me have awful, awful hair. Because uh, you don't want to be like, let me just make myself look as good as possible to be playing genetic crap. Because then that means like my best is genetic crap. <laughs> oh, it's a rough line. Eh, yeah, yeah, but. Webster appears and kills Beetroot and the bodyguard, demanding the money from Vincent. Julius intervenes, allowing Vincent to escape, but Vincent returns and agrees to give Webster the money to save Julius. Webster decides to kill him anyway for seeing his face, but Vincent, at Julius's prompting, kills him by dropping a heavy chain onto him and burying him. It is the longest chain and it it goes on for so long and then I want, when it, that's what i mean when i wanted like more sight gags yes like i want this was so fun it, it was, was so absurd it's it was so absurdly funny oh but such then a cartoon they turn and you actually get a shot of how a mountain much... a mountain of chains <laughs> so and as you said you're like it looks like an art installation <laughs> yes i've seen such things <laughs> i would love it Oh, so, so silly. Julius and Vincent return both the prototype and $4 million, with Vincent skimming $1 million, and use a $50,000 reward to pay off Vincent's debts and start a consulting firm. Their publicity reaches the art colony, and Marianne learns that her sons are alive. She confronts Traven for concealing the truth and tracks Julius and Vincent down to their workplace, where they are finally reunited. Doesn't she punch him? She sure does. She's a good very sack in the face. Oh, really? It really is. That guy very callously wreaked a lot of havoc on other people's lives without a second thought i know for seemingly just being that no reason ah, you had twins we only wanted one so let's shut down the experiment and let's tell everyone that the others are dead jeff and i have talked for the last like day and a half about the mechanics of like why did he shut this down we can't figure it out we're we've talked about it more in depth than the filmmakers did definitely uh they're finally reunited and i was like am i gonna cry at twins i was emotional (laughs) too that actress was so good so good the actress playing the mother is so good we'll get into her later because she's I was surprised to look up her film credits and be like oh she's been in so many things that I've seen she truly like as soon as she enters you're like yes this like, is a real actor but also not like in another film just like no. the most grounded person yes. in it yeah. you know 
Oh, she was so good. And yeah, that last scene, I was like, am I getting emotional? Is it just that yeah. it's the end of 2020 as I'm watching this? I mean. Well, she's definitely still in this film because you kind of need that. You need someone to be, because you could also have in the art colony just just playing it as, well, you know, I only had one son and I was told he died in birth. So I can't, it can't be these twins. But she's also playing it, note, fully noticing it's like, and you want me to believe that my twins are Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, and, and Danny, Danny DeVito? DeVito? Okay, sure. I don't buy the premise of this I'm not film. A rube. Right? I don't buy the. I don't and I'm your mother. I buy this plot. <laughs> Julius and Vincent marry Marnie and Linda with both marriages, producing twin children, and the couples are last seen meeting their mother. And Professor Werner comes back, which delighted me. I guess I will leave the island too. I know, because Professor Werner is Tony Jakes. I was like, wait, who is this? Um who's mainly as like was a great voice actor i i mean probably best known as like count frollo in a uh, hunchback of oh, notre dame yes. that incredible voice <laughs> but he was all over like the cartoons i watched as a kid he's like megabyte in reboot and he's virgil in mighty max i was like so he is a voice that I, is it's ingrained in, in my childhood uh and i was like why do i know this terrifying looking professor type germanic professor type uh and the casting director of twins was michael chinich Kinnich has also cast such films as Dog Day Afternoon, The Blues Brothers, Ghostbusters 2, and Kindergarten Cop. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned, some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all a little subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. I'm going to be just as stunned as you are. <laughs> uh, and they're it, they're both twins, so I, I we got to talk about them together. Yeah. So let, eight, your thoughts on Arnold Schwarzenegger as Julius and Danny DeVito as Vincent. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? And they don't have to be a pair together. I, I, yeah, like... I had trouble finding a, a bunch of pairs. I mean, I'm sure, sure I could, you know, but um, I thought this was such a wonderful use of Arnold. Like, this yeah. is maybe my favorite Arnold I've seen. Wow. You know, insofar as, like, him being intentionally funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, not like me laughing at how bad Jingle All the Way is. Not like sure, that sort sure. of Sure, sure. I might give the edge to Kindergarten Cop. I think Kindergarten, Kindergarten Cop, Cop is, is even excellent. better. It's hilarious having him in this alongside Danny DeVito along and acting yeah. like so like beautifully dim. But him just screaming at children will never not be funny That's also me. great. Yes, true. <laughs> Good point. Um, solid point. Um, but I just think it's such an excellent use of this like, yeah, Adonis-like physique. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I I think he's very charming. Danny DeVito. I have written Chef's Kiss. Oh, just incredible. Just everything <laughs> Danny DeVito does better than everybody else. He's doing in this movie. You Absolutely. Know? So I really do think this is an example of excellent casting. The what what were you saying? We were we were like that um shot where they're like walking down the street and they do the jacket toss. You're like, and that's the that's, shot that fulfills the, the trailer, promise of the that's premise. The poster, that's the promise of the premise. When your your movie is, I mean, that's the whole pitch. It's just Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito as twins. And I you could so easily see like we'll figure out how later. Yeah. All we need is them on board. Yes. Which I think that's how it happened. I'm pretty sure it was like very hastily put together. They I think it was like some other pitch that didn't go well, and they like okay, what about them as twins? And they, like, apparently, like, signed a contract on a cocktail napkin. And Dan DeVito, what? I think, has it framed. Because it was oh so, gosh. like, okay. So Ivan Reitman, Arnold, and Dan DeVito were, like, because they would need to go into production so soon. So, like, we need to have everyone on board. why the plot mechanics weren't <laughs> as sound as perhaps they could have been. Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's actually a bunch of different ways you can go with the Arnold role, right? You yeah. can go in the direction of, like, you know, another wrestler. You can go with like a Dolph Lundgren, 
you know, you can go with, you know, in a more contemporary setting, The Rock, you know, someone who's just yeah. like a mountain. Absolutely. I was thinking Dolph because he's a genius in real life. Unfortunately, he's never had a cuddly side, but he's mm. like an actual like, I forget it, like some kind of like scientist he's got like multiple degrees from universities uh that he's actually wow. so he actually is sort of more like this character he just act- not he so yeah not the sweet boyish side yeah really. Dolph is just never someone he did <laughs> kindergarten cop 2 which oh. came out like eight years ago that came out where in the original arnold is like whatever he's like probably in his late 30s early 40s yeah. opposed to Dolph Lundgren in his late 50s it's like that's too late you can't no. you can't do that he's just not someone you know he it, i will break you as you know in in rocky that's great use of Dolph. yeah uh he never had a cuddly side the way arnold can sometimes be like he's, he's very cuddly he's, in he's this very film. cuddly in this he's film. just very sweet and 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 yeah like the scenes of him being like oh gosh i am nervous I about this very attractive <laughs> woman you know is like that's uh that's very different than i cannot i I cannot wait to toss the cookies that you made yeah that's not a lot i can really like envision Dolph lundgren uttering however like i'm saying that that would that's like another contemporary example of someone who like if you were trying to make this movie and just like cast it without it necessarily being we have a pair in mind already and the rock i think that's it's head on bullseye if this is made today if they remade this today they're casting the rock yes for sure um but then i thought you could also just go with a more traditional like tall extremely good looking leading man who yeah. like i was like like a robert redford a christopher Ooh. reeve uh, even christopher like a, reeve. a harry connick mm. jr you yeah. know someone who's extremely likable and, and like christopher yeah. reeve i mean he's freaking superman you know but he's also right. like so tall and broad and plays i mean we noises off is one of the movies yes, that we, we love to watch him in noises is off what i mainly know him from is the film of noises off but he plays such a great like simpleton in yeah, a way which like is what little, this role dim. needs it's, yeah a little dim and, it's just and like, like yeah. obviously the character's supposed to be very well educated and right. smart but he's not good at people because he's just yeah. not ha- so that's that's the kind of thing that i think i could see christopher i think christopher reeve, reeve well. is really good casting i think, I think that so is great yeah. yeah if this is like very contemporary i don't know i was like like henry golding or like alexander skarsgård mm. like really yeah. beautiful men who you're like I buy that you might be kind of dumb at people, you know, yeah. but beautiful to look at. Yeah. Um, I believe that, yes, people combined a lot of beautiful genes to create this person. Oh, yeah. And then for Vincent. Yes, Alexander Skarsgård, where they combine the genes of Stellan Skarsgård <laughs> and his mother to make one of the most beautiful men I've ever it's seen true. in my life. And nothing against Stellan Skarsgård, but it's Alexander is like one of the most gorgeous like, people. Wow. How did this happen? Created. Yeah. Wow. Um, maybe he was great in the lab. Who's to know? Ooh, twist. Ooh. Um, for Vincent, I then was like, who are short people who are specifically good at playing comedy and people that I believe are very like, aver- like greedy and yeah. like super, just like yeah. good at being intense. lovable scumbags. Lovable. Scum- that's exactly right. So I have like, uh, this is from like a variety of different eras. Great. So I have like. Um, let's see, who's more of a contemporary thing? Even like an Eddie Murphy. He's not super short, but I feel like yeah. he, he energetically, I would buy that he is like scheming. Um, <laughs> this obviously, I mean, it's hard to think of DeVito and not also think of this actor, but like a Joe Pesci, maybe, Yeah, you know, yeah. I still think it's more DeVito's bag, but oh, I agree. Pesci, you know, I would, I would buy it. Um, even like, this is very different vibe, but like a Dudley Moore. 
You know? Oh, yeah. Because he, he is a lovable scumbag. He's yeah. just playing at like a high status scumbag yeah, usually. I dig that. But then uh, in a like more contemporary, I was like, this is like a real Kevin Hart kind of role that's um, actually if it was made today it i'm almost certain it'd be it would the be, rock, and, it'd kevin be the rock and kevin hart i, I mean sell, you've you've had him in sell. the jumanji movies you've had him in central yes. intelligence where your tagline is like whatever it is it, it takes like a little heart and a big johnson <sighs> that's right I which is that. so stupid but it's also like you kind of can't not when your two stars are named kevin hart and dwayne johnson yeah, it's like it's there true. you go yeah um then oh like ken jong is apparently like oh like yeah. five five he's yeah. someone who definitely plays like a, yeah. a scumbag that you're still like you know what i i find you entertaining oh absolutely you know? i mean henry golding and ken jong as yeah. twins Come i mean the on. age doesn't match it doesn't up work, at all but but, it's, but it's i'm not not into it um zach galifianakis oh that yeah you know yeah. um mm-hmm. and and then this is very different but i kind of love it and it would not work height wise if height is an important thing to you but like russell brand does is just so like infuriating but yeah like very funny and totally. so if you're doing like maybe yeah a, a british version of this I'm yeah, like, yeah get me russell brand and i don't know or, or it's like you could, if you're just go, going really out there give me like sandy talks big and noel fielding uh who were paired together in oh. the great british bake-off <laughs> but i'm like yeah I want to. Sure. That's part of what makes them charming as hosts right. together. Is that yeah, they're so different. Is there so you know? But uh, man, would that be a delight? But yeah, I don't know. I feel yeah, like there's. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a lot of great like pairs. Yeah, but there's. It's hard. I mean, they really got like this is just such a beautiful the pairing most of beautiful people polar that can also opposite. pull off these roles. Yeah. Uh, no, totally. I mean, kind of similar with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where I, Danny DeVito was kind of like my favorite alternative. Yeah. You could get me a Bob Hoskins ooh, in the Vincent ooh, role. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you're getting a very similar performance uh, sure. as what you're getting from DeVito. DeVito, I, I, if you want to give him the edge in terms of being the better at comedy, what, and Hoskins is a little more, you know, his career veered a little more to the dramatic for the most part, give or take a hook and who framed Roger Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that'd be great. Uh, yeah, you already said The Rock and Kevin Hart. I, Jack Black in the Vincent role. Oh, that's If this is made a little later thinking. on, uh, I could see. I could see him Especially as like... Especially like an early 2000s Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. Yes. This is around School of Rock. Well, he's a schemer in that, that oh, Jack yeah. Black. Um, apparently, in 2019, Jason Momoa said that he would love to do a remake of this <gasps> with his Game of Thrones co-star Peter Dinklage. So... <gasps> Wow. Yeah. Yes. Assuming that why Peter Dinklage I... would want to be playing, gen- quote, genetic crap. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, well, this is but... why you yeah. have to take uh, some of these lines and change them. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, uh, I mean, that's a great that's pairing. That's great. That's that's funny to Momoa me. Momoa is also, like, a delightful choice because I totally believe that this guy is just, like, a little dim, you know? Yeah. Just, like, beautiful. And, and then you're like, do you get how people work? Not necessarily a reflection on Jason Momoa. Right. I just feel like I right. could map Not that onto dim, him. dim, but, like, him, so many roles, whether from Aquaman and to, like, Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. it's Cal Drago, of course. So just, like, there is, like, a certain the otherness of that. Yeah. Um, where you're coming into, like, if, you know, you're Aquaman and now you're, a lot of your movies taking place on, on regular Earth, which mm-hmm. I guess he's, I guess in Aquaman, he's, like, half- half aqua half man because his dad is a human and his mom is nicole kidman who's like queen of atlanta or whatever uh but there's a certain element of that that i think works so well with arnold of being 
I mean, being Arnold, being an Austrian of being this already yeah. a certain, like, he brings to the table that level of, like, this guy raised on an island. This guy raised of, like, you're not from, you're not from around you're here, guy. You're not from around these parts, are you? You're not from around these parts, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Wait, what was that line? Just, like, his first day in L.A., he's wandering around and, like, the guy who's trying to, like, set him up to have his briefcase still. Well, his suitcase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, like, he, like, sets him up so that the guy can come by on the scooter and, like, still right. him, which is, like, a real, a real scam people do not and so but he like his grip strength is so tremendous that he manages to hold onto it and fling the guy off the motorcycle onto the ground right. and Arnold goes like he's like what'd you do man he's like it wasn't me the pavement was his enemy <laughs> there's some great lies to this Arnold because he's like so good at fighting he's just like ah oh, I detest violence and individual but you're so good at yeah, it that's such a good line. <laughs> it's so funny um so Arnold said that this film was the best decision he ever made because well, he'd been wanting to do comedy and yeah absolutely it really does show such a different side of him uh he apparently trained with milton burl to prepare for all the co- the comedy of the film which i'm delighted by uh but yeah i mean you know after this i mean really it's like this in kindergarten copper the big ones and then you've got like junior and jingle all the way which to me are less successful are as they? films um, <laughs> um but he's always had like a good comedic edge you could always kind of i feel like less so than people like whatever your steven seagal's and your jean-claude van damme's and, yeah. and stallone even yeah still i was thinking stallone stallone I, don't, I can't think of a single comedy with stallone that i've ever enjoyed and you know you got stuff like rhinestone with dolly parton and stop or my mom will shoot and i just don't want to see it stallone i it's stallone as rocky stallone in that first 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 blood Fantastic. first rambo great stallone can be used really well comedy to me is not where i want to see that right. in terms of thinking like stallone in this film which yeah. is something i don't want and this came out in 88 which means as we just said in our diehard episode that arnold partially turned down diehard probably to do this film instead but this was a good move 100 percent if what you're looking for is to, i mean this is what you talk about like you know when projects are happening in the world you talk um you know ideally with representation or you know with with yourself about like well what am i trying to do with my career, what like, yeah. what story is my body of work telling people about me and my skill set so I can continue to either do more of the thing that I'm doing or change directions, you know? If, like, I only, if I want to really be doing, like, you know, mid-century American plays, but all I have are musicals, I probably need to, like, try and find an opening to redirect somehow so that people will see me in a different way. And, like, for a movie star that can, especially, like, someone who looks like Arnold, that can be really difficult to do so it's really yeah. fortunate that he nailed it first time out of the gate or definitely or he might have never kn- yeah if this was a big flop you know then yeah. ivan reitman i'm sure would not be super quick to be like okay let's now do kindergarten cop yeah. together and junior because that's all ivan reitman who mm-hmm. clearly had a good time working with yeah. arnold and danny devito uh yeah so there's one other person that i saw that was up for arnold's role in twins which was hulk hogan uh and no 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 on so many levels no i can't imagine level how you know (laughs) is one of the least charming most disgusting people to to take in with my eyes i feel like when i look at him i like have like a there's like phlegm at the back of my mouth so it's like i can smell something very distasteful it i just he makes the bile in my stomach rise 
I say no. Whatever, like, the parts of a pig that are not good enough to be used in a hot dog, <laughs> if that was a, in human form, that to me is Hulk Hogan. Is just unusable hot dog parts. I, I just, you know, and like everyone has a gift to give this world. I just feel like he's given so uh, Hulk Hogan, much. and Hulk Hogan has not given us the gift of isolation, which is what I really want from That's him is I to want. just disappear the for gift the rest of, of your silence. life. Um, <laughs> exactly. Oh, you know what though? Who mm, I could see partially just thinking of someone who hated Hulk Hogan. Uh, the dearly departed Andre the Giant. Give me Andre the Giant and I Danny about, DeVito. I thought about Andre. Or reunite Andre the Giant and as <gasps> as Vincent, a Wallace scheming Sean? Wallace Shawn. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. <laughs> Little scheming Vizzini. Vizzini. I mean, that's funny. You don't buy that they're twins either. That's really funny. You the reason sure I don't. didn't have Andre the Giant on this list was mm-hmm. because even though he's incredibly strong, is not like a lean man. Yeah, And so I was going That's with true. more people That's who look like I've been uh, lifting weights in my desert yeah, island. Yeah, you know? no, of course, of but, course, of course. But, uh, yeah, you know, he famously great. just, he, he's just like, I'm a gentle, I'm a gentle person under the giant. It's like, I don't feel you know, any ill will to anyone except Hulk Hogan, who I do, do not like that man, which, you know, Hulk Hogan is just a racist scumbag. I don't like, who he just looks disgusting and he's a disgusting human yeah, being. Yeah, yeah, And I never want to see him. No. And, uh, and I, I would not want to see him in twins, which I just don't think it would work. Like what no, limited skills that Hulk Hogan has. He does not have the skill set to pull the, uh, that's one of the things that is so surprising about this movie is that Arnold actually handles the, com- I mean, the bulk of the comedy is on DeVito, but yeah. like it does take skill to play a straight man. And then Arnold does do like some actual like clown stuff too, oh, yeah. you know? Oh, definitely. Uh, and for Vincent, uh, DeVito was called about making the film and he asked if the other twin had been hired. As soon as he found out it was Arnold, he asked the Austrian bodybuilder, I am signing. Nobody will believe I'm the twin brother to Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I love. Uh, and the only other person that was up for Vincent Christopher Lloyd, mm-hmm. which once again, 88, which means we might have been robbed of Who Framed Roger Rabbit's Judge Doom and if he had done this instead. And I think that th- it was great that we got his, oh, his 100% uh, Judge Oh, 100% agreed. Doom. And this would have been together. This would have been a version of the film with Hulk Hogan and Christopher mm-hmm. Lloyd. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like imagining Arnold Schwarzenegger, which we, of course, can on this pod. We could imagine if it was Arnold and Christopher Lloyd, though Christopher Lloyd as a scheming like con artist I mean, type is very different from anything i've seen him do if they didn't have the plot written when they signed arnold and devito then it would just be different that's true this is very true you know, they would have just like shaped it differently around christopher lloyd they yeah. also of course were together in former episode cuckoo's nest you yeah. know <laughs> Do you think they talk about that at the old, you know, the, the cuckoo's nest conventions when they go, the annual cuckoo's the nest cuckoo convention? Cons. Oh, the cuckoo con. The cuckoo yeah. con. Um, <laughs> pro- probably do. <laughs> Please make sure your ticket is stamped for the cuckoo con. On, cuckoo. Uh, on, on our top decks, you can meet Jack Nicholson and Louise Fletcher of Cuckoo's Nest. Um, on our second tier, we have Christopher Lloyd and Danny DeVito. And in the basement, we have Brad Dorf signing Child's Play memorabilia. You don't think Brad Do- Brad Dorf must go to cons because of Lord of the Rings? Well, of course. I'm sure he does. I just think at Cuckoo Con, he's kind of... They're, I think at Cuckoo Con, it's a little more of a prestige. And they look down at him for all the fantasy horror, the genre work he does. Maybe, but Billy Bibbit's like the hot kid in that movie. So I think if you're... This is you true. Know... All the girls still lining up to get Brad Dorf's autograph for look, that. When I did Cuckoo's Nest, our Billy Bibbit was the hot one, you know? Fair like, enough, I think that's the enough. one you cast your sensitive-looking young man with cheekbones in. Sure, sure. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So to me, it is almost impossible to imagine this film with Hulk Hogan and Christopher Lloyd. I cannot picture I, it working. And you're, you're you are right, though, that it must have been a very different. It would have been a very different script. It would have to be. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like the only way it would work, but then the movie doesn't even make sense, is that Christopher Lloyd is the one who is on the island. So he's just a brilliant man and goes to seek oh. out my twin brother must also be a genius. And instead, it's a scumbag that Hulk Hogan who's sense. a big muscle bro, but is like involved mm-hmm. as a wrestler. Have him be a wrestler. Yes. And then he's like, my my brother has what? Great Scott. That, that actually makes so much more sense than trying to imagine the, the just this movie with those two in the other roles. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I still hate it. <laughs> But that makes well, more sense. As do I, as would most people who saw oh, it. Um, you know but how no one did see it. You think you're going to throw trainers. up, your mouth starts to produce more saliva. Like, that's what happens whenever Please I don't see throw up on air. face in my head. I'm not going to, but it's it's not like not happening. You know what I mean? It's just I, disgusting. That I do, bald head I with so much corn yellow so much hair. Sc- that corn yellow skullet. God, it's disgusting. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, well, since you don't, let's move on to... Uh, well, that sound normally means it's time to play a round of two truths to some guy. But instead, for this episode alone, because I wanted us to have some kind of game, we're playing Twinning. Amy, Ooh. Joe, you have to choose. Who of the following would you rather find out that you had a, that you were secret twins with? Oh, interesting. Okay, great. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Interesting. Or Hulk Hogan. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dana DeVito oh, or Christopher Oh, I see. Lloyd. I thought you are saying me be a twin with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yes. Arnold so, Schwarzenegger. So for gotcha. you to find out, oh, Amy, you have a secret twin. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I did understand the rules of the game. Yes, now, yes, I, yes. It's a lightning round. Go right. ahead. Okay. Dana DeVito or Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd. Gwendolyn Christie or Elizabeth Debicki? Gwendolyn Christie. Janet McTeer or Harriet Walter? How dare you, Janet McTeer. Matthew McConaughey or John Cusack? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I guess John Cusack, because maybe then that means I'm related to Joan. This is true. Meryl Streep or Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver. And finally, Joan Cusack or Gina Davis? Mm, well, now I'm thinking about being related to John Cusack. So I'm, I'm going to Because if you're related to Joan, that means you got to see John at all the family yes, get-togethers. and that's, that really gives me pause. So I'm going to go with Gina Davis. <laughs> Wow, I, I don't know how to reorganize that expression of, like, cutting your own nose off to spite your face, but just, like, cutting Joan Cusack out of your life to spite John I Cusack. I say cut her out of my life. I just don't need to spend, no, you know, know Thanksgiving know. with John. <laughs> I'll see her Christmas on Christmas is with New Joan, and, and, and then you skip Thanksgiving with John, because John never comes to Christmas. Uh, <laughs> great. So there are a few characters we didn't mention, so I want to briefly touch on them. Uh, Marnie Mason, who's Kelly Preston, of course. R.I.P. That was really yeah, so so ran- so random. That really came out of nowhere this summer. Um, but I think she's very charming. Well, didn't she? Did she have cancer? I think she did, but yeah. I, I forget. Maybe that was known, and I, think I just I didn't know about it. I think it. I had heard. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think that to me that kind of came that came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I I thought that was kind of like a, a little more kept closer to the vest with it, her and Travolta. It might have but, been, uh, but I I thought that I had, like, oh. you know, seen it, like, uh, maybe on, like, a People magazine at a register type right. thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but regardless, either way, I thought she was yeah. very charming. I thought, yeah, like, She's the scenes. In this. You need, yeah, you need someone that can actually act. Like You need someone who's, with, like, super hot and yet, like, yeah. so much more than only hot absolutely absolutely and Which, i think she she executes herself beautifully yeah i think that's also why the movie works because the main people that arnold is talking to is dan devito and kelly preston that's very you true know, like, and and i'm sorry what's the name of the other actress 
Oh, uh, Chloe Webb. Chloe Webb. The other also sister, Devito's charming. girlfriend. So, Linda, like, yeah. a lot of stuff is in this this foursome. Who, yeah. So, the people who are, you know, more accustomed to acting, especially in this style, are yeah. doing a lot of lifting. So, he's not having to just, like, you know, shoulder all Definitely. of the comedic weight. Oh, absolutely. And, yes, Chloe Webb as Linda Mason, who I was like, why well, don't know this person? And because I was like, she was Nancy in Sid and Nancy with Gary Oldman. Wild. Which blew my mind. Yeah. And, yeah, Chloe Webb, so good in this. So charming. Yes, Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, Mary Ann Benedict is this actor, Bonnie Bartlett, uh, who's Emmy winner. She was on St. Elsewhere for a long mm. time with Denzel Washington and uh, all them. And William Daniels, who many people, many millennials, along with me, will know as Mr. Feeney. Mr. Feeney. Or you know him as John Adams from the movie of 1776. Classic. Uh, classic. But they've been married in real life. So she's all, she was also a few episodes of Boy Meets World as, like, the dean of the college. So then her and William Daniels also get married in the show, uh, which I think is charming. But she's been in episodes... Like, she's 92 years old now, and she's been in episodes of Parks and Recreation, He and Peele, wow. Better Call Saul. Uh, yeah, like, stuff – she's in the very first episode of Firefly. Like, stuff where I was like, oh, I remember this performer. This performer is great, and she's so good in this film. She's fantastic. She it's really, really shocking it. how how good this performance is. Like, what, not that it doesn't need to be because I think it really elevates those parts of the film. Yeah. But, like – they didn't have to cast someone that good, and yeah, yet they I, did. I was moved at the art colony yes. when it was like her talking to like her other friends about like, oh no, it's just because they think it's like a real real, real estate, estate developers yeah. that people are trying to like scheme. She's just and she's so like, yeah. there's there's like it's such a beautiful example of like just really elegant screen acting, just being like not having to do anything. Like it felt like this is a woman who had gone through a lot many years ago. Definitely. And Absolutely. so, like, she's just kind of, like, moving through life from, like, well, that's really upsetting. But also, this was, like, 35 years ago, and I've I've had to move on from it, yeah. you know, um, in a way that just felt very lived in and, like, occupied in a really deep place and not, like, on the surface at all. I thought it was so good. 100% agree. She's so good. Uh, and apparently, as the young Marianne, which I forget if we ever see her or if it's she, just yeah, in the she's, picture. She's in the photo, but there's the, just, like, she doesn't speak, mm. but they're, like, all walking around, like, shaking hands, and she, like, comes right. in in the opening montage sequence. An uncredited Heather Graham. What? I know. Wait. How old was she there? I'm guessing young. I thought she was pretty young in swingers. I mean, yeah, she is, and she's she's in like Boogie Nights. She's like very young, right? so I would guess like she was in her teens. I don't Yikes! Also, know. that they're or like, like late teens. She might have been like eighteen. That they're 17, doing this like... experiment with, a, like barely. Well, I, I think they figured like we're, she's really only you're seeing her mainly in the picture, and we really just need oh, someone no, that totally, looks like for sure. Bonnie Bartlett. I mean, in, in the in the hairstyle of the time yeah. that they have her got up in, like she looks much older because that's what a you know a nice like beehive right. type thing will do for you a bouffant, <laughs> will, bouffant. will age you um wow 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 yeah i was like b b what uh so final thoughts on twins before we move on anything uh we haven't touched on any other any other people we've got like other you got like more chaken and these character actors and like the alone shark brothers and uh they're all yeah. like fine they're all like there's there's one character actor I'd love to get a shout out Great. in for, and that is she has one scene as the nun oh, at yes, the orphanage. Yes, yes. This scene <laughs> starts, and I I like said aloud. Jeff was like, "Why do I know her? Why do I know her?" Yes, in the scene with Arnold, like going through the the orphanage and to be like, be, like was, find his brother. Yes, and he's like, "Oh, was this his bed?" And it's like, "How did you know that that was Vincent's bed?" Yeah. It's like because it's next to the fire alarm. So there's this like older actress playing this nun, and I was like, "I know her. I know her. It's on like it's tickling the back of my brain." And I like 
pulled her up so I could see a picture of her without the wimple. And I was like, oh, she's in fairy tale theater. And then Jeff goes, is she Red Riding Hood's grandmother? And I was like, yes. Wow. It could have been so many things. But you guessed right. And uh, and, and that was not me guessing because I'd been like, yeah, she does look vaguely familiar. Was she Red Riding oh, Hood's I grandmother? See, I see. That was me just assuming, that- well, she's an older woman and of fairy tales. Yep. You got a certain, I mean, I'm sure there are other roles for older women, but, uh, there were plenty. However, I also, if you're going to watch some fairy tale theater, Prime that's role. a great episode. Oh, uh, it's great. also, uh, Mary Steenburgen as little red and Malcolm oh. McDowell as oh, the big oh. bad wolf. So it's great. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Recommend. Oh, he is upsetting and I love it. <laughs> so when I first saw Clockwork Orange, I was like, oh. Yes, I see why they cast him as the big bad wolf. So you saw Clockwork Orange after seeing him as the wolf in Fairy yes, Theater, yeah. Jeff, my oh, parents whoa. weren't like, "Hello, child, why don't we have you watch one of those violent?" Sure. Movies? Well, I well, no, I didn't know if maybe you just saw this episode of Fairy Tale Theater later in life, but you saw this as no, I saw a child. I see as all this child. child. I see how many episodes of Fairy Tale Theater do you, were there? Do you think? Uh, I'm no, I'm no context of probably, how many seasons like this 40? ran. Probably like, probably like 40 episodes 30, 30 over the, or 40, something over like, like that. Yeah, over I'm like bad at numbers. So. I could easily count, but yeah, probably closer to 30, but a lot. Fascinating. Fascinating. Cool. Yeah, I just have never, I've only seen the little clips that you show me, but it's always funny to me when random people will pop up on in our episodes that you will know. Because, because were, that's where I first either learned Either on an episode them. of Murder, She Wrote or in an episode of Fairytale Theater. Look, I have my I have my influences and I can't I can't <laughs> unlive the life I lived before we met one another, you know? I, and why would you? I, I wouldn't want you to. Um, so you get, I guess, a little ding, ding, ding. Arnold and Dana DeVito have been planning on making a sequel that would be called Triplets, where they find their long lost third brother, Eddie Murphy. Oh, Maga. They pitched the script in 2003. As of 2019, I mean, clearly they got Arnold ran for governor, so they're like, well, this is on hold. And as of 2019, it's still in pre production. So it's still, <laughs> they're still trying to make this thing happen. I don't know if in <laughs> the year of our Lord, 2021, if audiences are ready for triplets with Arnold, Danny DeVito, and Eddie Murphy. Maybe they are. Do people, would people want that? I don't know if it's that, are we ready? I think it's like, are we past due on that yeah. like you know what i mean like have have we expired in our oh, interest I gotcha. for that? yeah that's a better way of putting it yeah i don't know uh also apparently two real life twins were reunited with their father after seeing him in the scene set in downtown santa fe Shut they saw up. their father like i guess in the background or whatever and realized like oh our dad is in santa fe and then we're able to track him down what wait so they were the twins had been like raised together but didn't know where their dad was yes that's bananas yes, they, the twins already had found each other they just had to find their father so they were like halfway through their journey of this like, movie where they knew arnold and devito know each other now he's got to track down their but they already like they they clearly had met their father where they knew what he looked like because they were i would presume him. so i don't That's know any wild. other details on this so i don't know if it was just they, had, they only had a to... picture of him and then they just yeah. saw him or in the background or maybe wow. their maybe their father their father is danny devito i don't know <laughs> their father is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, yeah, don't. That's all the info I had. But I was that's like, twins is bringing wild. people together, bringing families together in every scene that there is. Great. So before we move on to Suburban Commando, let's take a little break. And we're back. So let's get into it. Suburban Commando is an action sci-fi comedy that came out on October 4th, 1991, was directed by Burt Kennedy and written by Frank A. Capello. Amy Chow, 
what's your experience with Suburban Commando? Had you seen it before? Mercifully, no experience <laughs> up to last night. And will you ever see it again? I hope not. <laughs> so unlike Twins, Suburban Commando, not too big a hit. Worldwide gross, $6.9 million. This movie made very, very little money. It did not do very well. Uh, so spoilers ahead. If you haven't somehow not seen Suburban Commando or haven't seen it in a while. All it, of you film it, snobs <laughs> who missed this one. You didn't see this film? Clearly on the AFI Top 100. Uh, <laughs> here's a briefish synopsis. Interstellar warrior Shep Ramsey is on a mission to save President Hashina from the intergalactic menace General Suter. Okay, let's, you- <laughs> let's stop right there. So I remember a few days ago... <laughs> And I'd forgotten this by the time we started watching it, but a few days ago we were like talking about like watching this movie. I was like, ugh, yeah, I think I, I think I like know from the title, like yeah, pretty told, much what kind of movie. It's called Suburban Commando. It stars stars Hulk Hogan. You were like, I, I, like, I know what we're in. I for. know what we're getting, and you're like, I guarantee you, whatever you think about this movie, you are wrong. I was like, okay, yeah. The first, Jeff. The first shots of this film are a look alien. It's it's like like a discount knockoff of the opening of star wars yes, just the space and battle pew 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 lasers and you're just like ah it's a video game and then they cut to guys humans inside with guns and, and you're just like ah uh, it's, it's a simulation it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, training, training. it's training exercise training exercise uh until it really i could just see like your brain melt in real time as you were so like what am i watching i, I I don't normally have to talk out my thoughts aloud during a film because I know how to watch movies, listener. But this really, like, I feel like rewired my brain in the watching of I was like, what am I looking at? What is happening? What? And then Hulk Hogan enters. I was like, In his little, no, like, alien what? space warrior suit. Uh, this is where I wrote in my notes, Hulk Hogan is an unwatchable screen presence. <laughs> yeah, my notes next to him are, God, he's bad at acting. Man. Um, yeah, not, not, it, he not is, good. He has a lot of trouble with almost every single thing they give him to do in this film. Just, I'm he, trying to sell any of it. He doesn't, uh, he can't speak lines in a way that he sounds like a person. no comedic timing. He's eyes like all of his reactions are so like what he thinks <laughs> actors are supposed to do in, which is to say like it's so bad just like <laughs> ooh, his eyes seem to say like oh no and oh whoa but like in no way is it he's connected got, yeah, he's to got, anything he's got happening. oh no and oh whoa that's all he's got the two <laughs> but even those are modes. not they're not actually connected to any kind of experience he's having it's purely like i need to make my face <laughs> look like this because that's yeah. what my face is supposed to look like which is a real he's gross always, misunderstanding yeah. of the acting process. He's oh, he's always acting for the uh, the back bleachers in of the wrestling. He's arena. acting for a Greek amphitheater, yeah. <laughs> and not well. Well, he knew that there was no one that would actually be seated in the movie theater watching the film, so he's like acting for the people out in the lobby. He's hoping that they can hear him. He's hoping they can see somehow see him if the door. Oh accidentally opens they'll see him be like oh that acting maybe looks uh the right level anyway so we're in space we sure are shep is unable to save the president shep, shep ramsey is unable to save the president sheep ramsey baba <laughs> is unable to save the president and barely escapes but is able to blow up the ship as he does so uh and then we get him and his like superior officer was like uh, what do you got for me which yeah. bt dubs this guy also a fairy tale theater oh actor. I was God. like, is who, that? Who is he in fairy tale theater? He is the father of the dancing princesses. 
Now, you, that I would not have guessed. And he is great. <laughs> I will say he lays down the law, but does it charmingly with a British accent. You're like, listen, Roy, okay, I believe okay. his name is Roy Dotris. I enjoyed his very brief performance in this film. I yes. wish that he would come back. He's one of the best more... parts of the movie, TBH. Yeah, I wish that he had a little more, uh, you know, coming on the, on the comms. Be like, chef, what are you doing yeah, down there? Yeah, that would be great. That'd be, be nice for him to check useful. in. Maybe he could show up in person and be like, I got to lend a hand, whatever. Maybe he could also bear some of the acting brunt. Take it off please, of Hulk's hulking please shoulders. Take it off those giant sausage oh, cases. Oh shoulders uh but this is also where hulk is like like what else you got for me to do and like well there's nothing like you got to go relax or take a vacation but he's like how about a bug hunt with creatures that bleed acid could you imagine hulk a world where hulk hogan even had an audition for an alien sequel trying to nose his way because that's clearly what's a reference to bleeding Mm -hmm. acid oh yeah i was i didn't even think about that because i was so (sighs) agog you were you were still you you still had I was, not like I was relaxed into what the film was. I I never relaxed into it, Jeffrey. But um, I had not I had not released uh, any prior <laughs> expectations. I had not surrendered. Let's put it that way to the experience I was undergoing. But also, it was at the end of this like rule of three. Like it's clearly meant to sort of mm. be a joke. Yeah. It's bad, but I think it's intended to be kind of funny. But he's so bad at delivering lines. How about a that leak acid? I was really just hung up on the text delivery. I wasn't even thinking about the content. But you're right. That's an alien reference. And I don't want to imagine it, Jeff. I'll never see some of these alien sequels uh, other than Aliens. And I I certainly (laughs) don't need to imagine Hulk Hogan anywhere. Anywhere. Doing anything. So, Amy Jo. Yeah. How much would you need to be paid? To work with Hulk Hogan no. from a voice and text It's not standpoint. happening, Jeff. It's not happening. $2 million no. for an hour of your time. Is it digital? Yeah. You don't have to be in the same room as him. To be over Zoom. And it's just one hour? One hour with Hulk Hogan. How, how much? How much does it got to be? Um. <laughs> how much to sell your soul? How much to sell my soul? Look, if it's digital, that really helps. And if it's truly only an hour and not a project where I'm going to have to be coming in and working with him again and again... Oof, oof. I mean, two million sounds great, and if it's up front, I don't want to be tracking down Hulk Hogan's handlers, being like, "Please pay me." Freelancing is hard. You're only being paid in um like pasta mania boxes, so it's just boxes of Hulk Hogan then pasta. Get out of here with your stupid quote unquote offers. Pasta mania. Okay, let's get back to this plot. Uh, so <laughs> Shep's superior officer, uh, the father of the dancing princesses, yes. suggests that he is stressed out. So does that make him the king? Yeah. Oh, okay, so he's the king. Yes. King of the dancing princesses. But he's not. Well, just describing him as the father. It does, sounds like it doesn't really give him his. Well, but his the due. main character is really Leslie Ann Warren as the eldest dancing princess. Oh, it's well. called the tale of the dancing princesses. You, know you need to put him in context. Peter Weller is no. uh, in it too. As what? As the guy that like he hires to be like, where are my daughters going at night, and why are their shoes I see. He, he worn se- he out? Sends, he sends RoboCop after to go get but his daughters. But he's got like a mustache, and he's dressed all rugged. And oh. then he he and Leslie Ann Warren fall in love, and he has an invisibility <laughs> cloak given to him by uh, Zelda. Uh, Rubenstein? Rubenstein? Yeah. It's another great episode. This was my brother's favorite sure. growing up. Yeah. We watched it so many times I had to I had to say I can't watch this anymore wow. with you. And that that That's is a saying lot something. Of times we watched it. <laughs> anyway, I do okay, also so- recommend that one. <laughs> great. 
Okay, now back to the plot. <sighs> so Shep's superior officer suggests that he is stressed out, should take a vacation. Annoyed, Shep accidentally smashes his control systems and is forced to crash land on Earth, where he realizes he'll have to stay until his spaceship repairs what itself. What kind of space pilot is this idiot? He's wearing like a steel wrist guard. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, me angry and like punches just like slams his fists down yeah, like completely breaks it yeah and it's like what are you doing you fool you big damn damn uh on earth the weak-willed architect charlie wilcox is encouraged by his wife jenny to ask for a raise from his self-serving boss now, adrian belt a fairy tale theater, fairy tale the theater queen herself shelly duvall, duvall as Hello. yes as, I'm as jenny oh my as and at <laughs> times in this movie i'll wear wigs <laughs> And a ponytail with three scrunchies. Three scrunchies. It's so good. Shelley Duvall. Uh, I was so sad to see that she's barely in this film. Yeah, because she's also delightful in this not film. In. She's she was making me laugh. I mean, yeah. yeah. So uh, encouraged by his wife Jenny to ask for a raise from a self-serving boss, but he chickens out in order to help out financially. Wait, wait. But you can't say his boss and he chickens out and then go forward and not say that the boss is. Larry, Larry Miller, Miller, who's far and away the best MVP. part of this movie. Like, I legitimately Legit- everything laughed. He does. Everything he says. So many times. I would be shocked if any more than 10% of what he says was were, actually, was actually scripted. scripted. Because he is clearly improvising so wildly and so successfully. Just just beautiful. I was like, if the film were all Larry Miller, I, wanted I would more. have I wanted watched more. this all the time. And then it's Christopher Lloyd as Charlie Wilcox. So I yes. wanted more Chris Lloyd and Larry Miller. For sure would be great would just more larry miller because really he's got the one scene in the beginning and he comes back like close to the end and then he's you get a little more then you party, get a few yeah. scenes near the end he's, but, uh, he's in and so out a lot but, oh man mvp christopher lloyd just being you know he's like oh I, I and chris lloyd like you'll need to get this like work all through the night pretty much and get me these designs and it's just like but 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 now you're a motorboat uh <laughs> he's so fast like literally fast talking but also just everything he says the alacrity and the the dexterity with which he is speaking and just like giving us this like used car salesman of an architect like yeah so funny he's trying to like sell the design to like these japanese investors i believe mm-hmm. and he's just like go he's just so such an idiot he's just like he's n- listing any films he can think of from japan he's talking about godzilla to try and like buy time and he's just like making these off-color he's jokes so, which so they're not awful. laughing at and he's doing like joke after joke and finally he's just like these are all jokes uh which is when he said the joke when he said these were all jokes. I just, <laughs> I laughed so hard. It was so excellent. Oh, it's so he's so good in this. Uh, a breath of fresh air that we desperately needed because we were depleted of oxygen. Uh, in order to help out financially, Jenny rents out Charlie's hobby shed as a vacation cabin, which Shep leases after. Wait, but how that... does he find out about this apartment, Jeff? There's a sign <laughs> on like a telephone pole that just says apartment for, for rent, rent with an arrow pointing to the right. It does not say an address. It is. It gives no instructions. There's no phone number. It's just a sign that says apartment for rent with an arrow. And he pulls it off and he just starts following it to the right. And that's like, that could be a hilarious joke. If, if I was hoping it would be him following the sign and just because he keeps going right, he inadvertently finds his Bumps way to their house. It. But no, no, he just finds their house regardless of the fact that the sign is just an arrow and apartment were, for rent. I mean, I was like, this is bad. But you were legitimately mad about it. <laughs> like, you were like, <laughs> what did you say? You were like, how did he find it? No, it says that way. It's <laughs> whole. Like it did. I mean, to be fair, it did say that way. <laughs> he did go in the right direction. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it's so stupid. Uh, Shep's appearance and behavior make Charlie nervous. And he begins you, you to think? spy on his guests. I mean, I'd be nervous, too. Yeah. 
Uh, he soon discovers Shep's advanced equipment and begins experimenting with it, not knowing that the power sources are traceable and its whereabouts tracked by Suter's men, and soon a pair of intergalactic bounty hunters are after Shep. And they're mercifully without lines. Until the very end. The one Until gets a little line end. where he's got like a little boy voice. Yeah, he's clearly but No wonder you guys don't talk. It's like, okay. I think they don't talk because they're probably pro wrestlers who are bad at acting, maybe even worse than Hulk Hogan. Well, they sure are. You had mentioned that, so I looked up after after the fact and the one i guess the main they're both like the exact same to me yeah but the i guess the one that has the one line at the end so the yeah. one that has more of the fight scene uh it would go on to be the undertaker oh that's like a big one right that sure is a big one i mean i've heard of it my niece my nephews have heard of it because they love wrestling so they they know the undertaker uh but yes mark william calloway so he had not debuted as the undertaker yet and vince mcmahon wanted him to take the role so that if it was a hit then audiences would hopefully want to see Hulk take on another movie villain in the ring. Because mm. that's what they did with Hulk's previous film, No Holds Barred, Ugh. with uh, Tiny uh, Tom Tiny Lister Jr. as Zeus, who was not a wrestler, but they were like, oh. we'll make you a wrestler. Oh, he's like an ex-basketball player, right? I, or so- something. I, I I forget. I mean, he, he I, I loved him. He just passed away, which oh, I was he sad to hear. Because he's in like the Dark Knight. He's yeah. like on the boat. He's uh, And he's the president in The Fifth Element. Like, I always like seeing him pop up. And in, in, he's in Jackie Brown. He's a small role. But he is in, yeah, he's in, if you've not seen No Holds Barred, listener, it's a nightmare of a film. Uh, but he was in that. And then they made him like a wrestler to be like, and now you could see Zeus from the film is now mm. a wrestler. But he was never a good wrestler. That was never... I see. A strong suit. So they did not do that. So so instead, because no one was seeing, there's like no buzz about this film, The Undertaker debuted like right before the film was released in theaters and they made no mention of it in like the wrestling circuit. There was no mm. mention of like, and you could see this guy in <laughs> Suburban Commando fighting Hulk Hogan. They were mm-hmm. like, let's pretend that did not happen. Let's ignore the existence of you in that film. Ugh, just yeah. shooting through the ceiling into a toilet. It's so funny to me. Every time they cut to, like, these little jet boots they got, because they have no money for special effects. So they just cut to just a close-up of the feet shooting out little jets. Mm-hmm. And then a close-up of the front where they're holding their hands out as if they're going, like, whoa! And they're just probably just, like, on a cart being wheeled around. Mm-hmm. They have, like, no money to – You don't, I don't think you ever see a full-body shot of someone on these jet boots going, phew, across the screen. Yeah, no. The closest would be Christopher Lloyd in them. Yeah, and even then, I think they're doing so many cross cuts yeah, to hide ev- sure. to hide the five dollars that they had to make this film. The most special effects are that they hired a skateboarding stunt double for Hulk Hogan. Oh, at that's, one that they found someone. Which I mean, even then, it's just the close up of the feet on him on the yeah, skateboard. Yeah, there's somewhere he's like doing flips and stuff, and you can see that it's not Hulk Hogan because like he doesn't make me want to immediately right. punch <laughs> him. I was like, ooh. He doesn't seem like the worst. Oh, there he is. No, there he's, he's back. back. And he's back. Um, but yes, so we've gone a bit ahead. So uh, yes, the bounty hunters are after Shep. Shep requires several rare crystals to fix his ship, the closest samples of which can be found in Belts' trophies. So Charlie helps Shep get- Belts is the boss. Belts, yes, Larry Miller. So Charlie helps Shep get into his boss's office during a company party before the bounty hunters corner them. After winning a furious fight, Shep and Charlie head home to repair the ship. After the bounty hunter's defeat, Suter, who has escaped the destruction of his ship like anyone cares, arrives on Earth, taking Charlie's family hostage. Where we're like, oh, welcome back to the movie, Shelley Duvall, and kids. Uh, and, like, 
Julius Caesar here as the suitor. Yeah, this, yeah, this guy very... playing suitor. He's got like he had four film credits. Also, uh, also <laughs> acting for Greek uh, theater. You yeah, know? He, he might as well have been transplanted from the Greek amphitheater. Yes. To, to be like, and now, no, it is time for you to die. The gentleman loves to elongate a vowel. You know. I think it added at least ten minutes to this oh, runtime. Was... This mer- this movie was a mercifully sweet ninety minutes. Uh huh. Could have been shorter. Could have been or shorter. Could have been, could have been no minutes. This, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Agreed. Uh, so they take Charlie's family hostage, forcing Charlie to lead him to Shep. Suter begins torturing Shep. Charlie injures Suter. He gets on Hulk's little glove, which he can use to be like now he's got like super strength and mm-hmm. crushes his balls. But then he immediately yes. takes off his human suit to reveal he's a lizard alien yes. monster. I underneath. was confused about this because I was like, wait a minute, does he? Does this? alien have genitalia and if so is it in the same place that will be on a human and then sure enough when the alien is like in a lizard skin suit what was being crushed it's nothing. just like a stupid early 90s guy i 100 like, agree there should have been a giant alien wiener just hanging from he this could thing. have like <laughs> grabbed and broken his knee or something you know but no we need like a gag the right. same way there's three run-ins with a late night street mime in whatever suburbs we're in what suburbs are these these are the weirdest (laughs) suburbs in the world if the suburbs are supposed to be oppressively normal they have gone to great lengths to make it yeah you've got like the the guys on one side of christopher lloyd like repairing like these race cars you got the other on the left you've You've got got the colonel in like an old jeep that has now been turned into a garden and he's drinking all day and sitting on his front lawn like he's like some holdover from i mean he's american but it just seems like a very british murder mystery character to me he feels a lot like the old british rooster in chicken run who's just like back in my day like yeah it's it's absurd and those are his next door neighbors on either side then there is yeah a late night mime who's just performing Hulk Hogan to no runs one. into him i think is it all three times in one night or is it twice in one night and then again the next day yes I think uh, the second, yeah yes but why is he and, and i think that's then his line this mime is just like i i gotta stop whatever i gotta stop working going out at night going out at night like, why are you, are you who are you performing who's, to who wants the, and who wants a mime and who wants a night mime but like a night mime <laughs> but like tr- i just was like where where are we supposed where are these to be mimes? but then yeah each time like the mime is like i'm in my glass box and you know hulk hogan is like oh you're surrounded by a force field let me break it for you and punches, punches him, him in the, in the face. face glad oh, i could help glad i could help each time it's like and he's like now pulling on an invisible rope it's like oh let me help you get up there and throws him up into a up to a building it's terrible it's and each it's time like, the mime that? talks and it's like clearly the joke was like hey, it's pretty funny having a mime talk so the more we but make this mime like, talk the funnier it this is this alien doesn't understand mimes but also who does <laughs> we don't like mime nobody likes mimes it'll kill oh that was the that was a go-to joke forever forever in films is a joke in mimes i think in dire of vengeance bruce wilson sam jackson are riding a cab through central park and he's like, did you try to hit those people? And Bruce Willis is like, no. Well, maybe that mime. It's like, even then, like, we are, it's a yes. go-to. Mimes are the lowest a form of human society. Punchline. There's, there's like, some, like, punchline Christopher Lloyd has about investment bankers, which feels like a very... Also very 90s, yeah. Yeah, very 90s joke. But I was like, that actually is, like, a decent punchline, like, set up and, like, because it's also coming from that character's point of view. And it's like, yeah, this is very, like, in the 90s, but also, you know... 
it's it's not a mime it's not why it's it's something that makes sense in the world of this not like a random oh we know the suburbs rife with yeah. wild mimes wild mimes running around yeah you got to start breaking out you know some some guard dogs some like i don't know what whatever takes down a mime i just i really was just so i oh, to everything about this film just made me <clears throat> scream what <laughs> What and why? Well, thankfully, we're almost done with the synopsis of said film. Ooh. Physically outmatched, Shep is forced to set his ship to self-destruct. He and Charlie manage to escape the ship's explosion, which destroys Suter for good. Uh, and you'd think, which I did at the time, I was like, oh, wow, I guess he's going to stick around. He blew up his own ship. He's going to live there. But nope, Shep then leaves Earth using the bounty hunter's ship. So but cool. Also, Great. didn't need all those crystals. We spent twenty minutes. Yeah, we sure we sure didn't. That went to nothing. The secretary, Larry Miller's secretary, uh, who I thought when I first saw her was Anna Gunn, Skyler from Breaking Bad, but is not some random actor. Mm. Pull, pull, who has like a gun on her for half the movie. She's a very In, interesting character. She she's, she's trying she's a bit under, too hard, but I yeah. I liked her. Every time she popped up, I was like, who's this? this crazy lady anything's coming around better than this gun-toting secretary Hulk. yeah she's like got a gun in her like clearly in her desk yes but now she's going off with him so he's gonna go like you're gonna sign away your life to go live with of all aliens a hulk hogan she's alien living dangerously you she's know? living on the edge she's on the edge going she going sure out in space is. with hulk hogan she sure is never go to a secondary planet with hulk hogan that's what i say oh. uh so shep leaves earth charlie quits his job and uses one of shep's weapons to destroy <laughs> There's this whole stupid running gag oh, of these traffic I'd lights. I've already forgotten about this. Where the traffic lights are just like not timed well and too close. So as soon as like one hits green, the other will hit red right as you get to it. And all the other cars will like barrel through. But Chris Lloyd is always like, always, I'm the dutiful driver. So let me just park at the red light and get honked at and be a good driver. So at the end, he he's the one that blasts through the light when it's red. And then destroys it with a gun and all the other drivers start applauding and honking their horns and as and if then like drive to the freeway as if like the light the traffic light is what oppressed us thank you for destroying the oppressor it's like it's a traffic light what are, what are we talking i don't know it was like <laughs> when we're all driving on the highway it's almost like they should have been playing let the river run you know like we're all free <laughs> Ew, uh. and yeah. also just like the oh there were so many plot things that were just like wait, that went nowhere that either went nowhere or were not set up and fulfilled properly right we, but oh, like yes but the the fact that at the end when it was very clear that like larry miller doesn't know what on earth is going on with these plans and the guy who's been doing all the work is charlie i was like oh these japanese investors are going to be like screw you we're going to hire this guy we're just going to go right with chris like, right they maybe they very well did in the world of this film like a day or two later but like we should have seen that we should have seen that happen in the office they'd be like we're going with him you know just like as a nice like button right in the face to larry miller but the film was unconcerned with that um, yeah also just like i i you would think watching this film you're like okay so now like the family is gonna learn to love hulk yeah and christopher lloyd is gonna have to come around but that doesn't happen like it, it happens slightly like he helps save the son yes which leads to the absolute from getting hit by a car moment and maybe in yes. all of cinema and then we cut to shelly so uh, the night before they've had dinner and he's like is it okay to have more he's like eaten he's eating them out of, out of house, house and, and home. home she's like oh of course ship but anyway so the next day he's sitting at the table after he's just like saved, saved the, the kid son, yeah. and then like destroyed this car that these two dumb teenagers are driving because he doesn't understand uh you know appropriate consequences anyway so shelly duvall comes out with this chocolate cake that she's baked she walks over to Hulko and she goes this is for you in appreciation of everything you've done for us and especially for saving our son mark 
and we had to stop it and watch it probably five times. He's also done nothing for them. He's all, he's done. He saved their son, and then he helped move one of these cars out of the way but so Christopher Lloyd could park. Everything else he's done has been like, to the, terrorize the cars. Them. Everything else has been he. Here's Shelly Duvall screaming. She's so doing he, some, like, primal scream thing. He, like, suplexes her over the couch. He, like, grabs her and yanks her over the couch. And she's like, oh, no, it's because I'm watching TV. Like, I'm supposed to, yeah, I'm supposed to be screaming. It's a form of, like, whatever. It's it's some, You're like, screaming morning the bad talk toxin. show type yeah. thing. Yeah. And then he pulls a knife on the mailman. Yes. And she's like, oh, that's just the mail. Th- and and the, all they have to go on is that he says he's from France. And it's like, Hulk you think- Hogan <laughs> says he's from France. And they're like. Ooh la la! I think one of them literally says "Ooh la Ooh la!" la. The, maybe the one of I think two it's the daughter. lines the daughter has. She's got like no lines. Yeah, I was like, wh- how did you not it have your movie boggles? being like the kids the and Shelley Duvall coming around and starting to love the Hulksters? You know, the Hulksters helping the kid stand up for himself so he doesn't get bullied, and he's helping the daughter. You know, with her science project, no. use my weapon to blah blah none blah. None of that. No, none of that. None of they're, that. they're gone for like an hour. They're, they're gone for like 45 minutes Instead, in the middle of this film. Instead, we spend 20 minutes trying to get these crystals that we never actually need to use. <laughs> we have Christopher Lloyd putting on a suit and saving a woman from being assaulted. Uh, yeah, a woman credited as Lady, I think it's like Lady parentheses Hooker. Yeah. It's like, come on. Like, do we need <laughs> do that? Do we need that? Uh, anyway, the casting directors of Suburban Commando were Fern Champion and Dory Zuckerman. Champion and Emmy nominee for her work casting Hatfields and McCoys has also cast such films as Police Academy, The Naked Gun, The Mask, and previous episode, Mortal Kombat. Zuckerman has also cast 12 episodes of the Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Wishmaster, and a lot of movies I've never heard of, like Spiders 2 Breeding Ground. You know, everybody's got to work. The Max Havoc, is Curse not of the Dragon, fault. and the Paris Hilton Jason Mewes starring Bottoms Up. That's a thing that occurred in the world? Yes. Bottoms Up. <laughs> so let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Uh, and let's talk about them together as well. We got Shep Ramsey. Your thoughts on Hulk Hogan and who would you cast if you could cast someone else? And Charlie Wilcox. Uh, old, good old Christopher Lloyd, who we love. We just talked about him last week in Back to the Future. And uh, who would you cast if you had to cast someone else for him? I think I've made my thoughts on the Hulkster <laughs> pretty clear. But in case anyone is confused, I loathe this actor, if you want to call mm-hmm. him that, and his general personage. Everything about him I find disturbing. And uh, I think he is like poison on screen. <laughs> So I would advise almost anyone other than him. Uh, there are people who are probably worse humans, which would be hard to find. But there, I'm sure, you know. Oh, sure. There are people who have. Yes. Uh, uh, there are people who have committed, like. Worse offenses. Cr- crimes. There, crimes. There are, pe- there are people in, you know. Uh, there are criminals. Actors that have committed. Cr- that have won Oscars recently. Sh- true. Anyway. Um, uh, let's see. But anyway, I, I think this movie, terrible though it is, would be much more uh, like with twins where you're like what's this plot thing this not mm-hmm. right like if if it was a better actor in this role yeah you might be able to just be like oh there's kind of a lot of stupid plot stuff but that was a good time you know totally i think it's also because you have hulk hogan as your lead your budget is only going to be x amount of money yeah if you had a better I, I would imagine yeah. if you have a certain level of actor, you're like, oh, well, we'll we, people will be like, oh, yeah, we'll give you more money to make a movie starring an actual yes. draw. I mean, the, obviously, and this is also partially why you've curated these films together. Like, obviously, like, Arnold is a very logical choice. Right. I think the fact 
that he like is charming and everything that he did in twins would work well here but also draw on his like you know action star stuff yeah and like i would believe maybe not that he's from france but that he is from europe if he said uh, yeah. europe i'd be like yeah. that tracks you know and it's then also it kind also... of funny to be like oh where are you from europe it's yeah. just to not even just to be like in general i'm from in europe <laughs> Ooh la la. <laughs> like i think that that would actually take care of a lot of that rather than like the and then this family we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. The family seems so stupid. Like that they're like, oh, this dirtbag who probably <laughs> lives in Florida is, is really from France. I love your hair, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, uh, yes, obviously, I think Arnold, duh. Yeah. You know, I mean, and then, I don't know. I don't have a lot of great options here because why put in the effort, you know? Um, but I have, yeah, it's mainly like a lot of wrestler types who you're like, who. What, yeah. what do you want from this? So, yeah, I have here again Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Um, I also have Tom Lister Jr. on, oh, on this. Yeah, you know, I, I totally that. buy that someone that's, yeah. like, kicking ass out in the galaxy. And then more, like, the obviously, like, the three, like, wrestler people that we know that are working now, which, of course, like, The Rock, John Cena, and Dave Bautista, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. actually, this is a good Dave Bautista joint, you know? Oh, I, I'd be very interested in that. Because yeah. he's, he, like as we've seen from Drax and everything, he's like, does this kind of like dim but mighty thing yeah. really well. Uh, it has a great comic timing. Yes. He's a very funny actor. Which would work well in this yeah. film if you had someone who understood <laughs> how to execute comedy. Of course, yeah. I mean, e even much more so than twins. I think Andre the Giant as a space no. yes. warrior. That'd be fun. And especially France. Hello, bonjour, <laughs> bonjour, Andre. Uh, and I actually think like this, having Jean Claude Van Damme in this, that's what I, I think you're getting. Oh. Same with Arnold, is you're getting someone from another country. Yes, that you're get opposed to another planet, but they're getting a bit of the like, oh yeah, he's not from around here. You're getting a little extra joke yes. with that when it's yes. JCVD. I hadn't thought about it. I don't know why I didn't. I was very confused watching and right. thinking about this film. I think JCVD totally makes sense. Um, and if this was made like more recent, I think also like a Jason Momoa or like a Joe Manganiello, yeah. just like big oh, like guy, guys that fun. you're like you buy them as an ass kicker but they also have comic timing they're funny yeah. even like I could also see like a, there's a version of this movie with like Channing Tatum made today totally where he's just like because I mean those 21 Jump Street movies he is legit very funny in he's, I've not seen him in a single motion yeah. picture oh wow but I believe that um he uh, I don't know he looks kind of dumb to me um not just I mean like that's how he presents on screen uh, uh based on photographs clearly not something I've seen so I like I buy that that he's would not work played a lot of Harvard professors that's in his what career I mean. as of yet yes yes <laughs> no, again I want to reiterate I don't have any like right. dog in the no, fight as no. to like is Channing Tatum an sure. idiot I don't yeah, know or care yeah. uh more that like I I kind of buy the big lug thing working well yeah. for him in uh -huh. this. totally totally and uh what about with Christopher Lloyd with Charles Charlie Wilcox I didn't have a lot of thoughts on this I think it like works f fine on him like he executes himself admirably it's not typically what we see Christopher Lloyd do yeah. I think he does very well with this like put upon like at his breaking point, you know, I think it would have Chris, this color on Christopher Lloyd would work better if he gets to have more of like a big turn. Like it feels almost like he, this should be like his origin story as some kind of like Batman villain, 
You know what I mean? Like for Christopher uh, Lloyd. Yes, I mean like oh my boss and this and I'm you know I can't I'm just oh in the light like just oppressed by his lifestyle. Then something happens and he becomes this like evil genius. Like that I feel like would actually pay off all the setup rather than like wow I just you know I mean it works fine but you know um yeah so I. It's not what I typically like think yeah. of when I think of a Christopher Lloyd performance. A very, very different version of this. Be- yeah. Because I think the actor plays Doormat much better than Christopher Lloyd does. So it would feel very different all the way through is Rick Moranis. I was also thinking Rick Moranis. Yeah. But if you got Rick Moranis, what I actually want is then for Chef Ramsay, Sigourney Weaver. So if you have an intergalactic space warrior <laughs> yes. coming down, and then you ha- just reunite their chemistry from Ghostbusters, I you've love got Rick that. Moranis, and then you could have like also like maybe they're falling for each other. I don't know. It's I like, am I falling? It. Am I am I gonna like cheat on my wife with Sigourney Weaver as this space with warrior? Shep Ramsey. With Shep Ramsey. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. My this is now this next one is such a bonkers. Right. I, I'm not really gonna even be able to explain it probably very very well. But I, I'm thinking of like. A very particular version of this actor. Uh-huh. And that's Michael Caine. Um, oh, yeah. The the sure. kind of, you know, Hannah and her sisters era Michael Caine, where he's just, like, clearly, like, dissatisfied yeah. in middle age and is, like, you know, frustrated that he's not gotten more where he wants to be, you know? Why are you laughing? I'm just picturing Michael Caine putting on the outfit when he's trying to, like, save the woman and he's just, like, wearing, like, these big, like, Hulk gloves. And, like, jet boots. I mean, now I want to see Michael Caine and Steve Martin in this movie. It's a very different film, but I would actually... Michael Caine and Steve Martin? Yeah, Steve Martin as the... Steve Martin as Shep Ramsey? Yes, yes. I would love it. That that, that would actually be would funny. would be so silly. It would be I... ridiculous. But I don't... If he's wearing a giant suit, who needs mm-hmm. him to actually be the size of mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan? Christopher sure. Lloyd fits in the thing just as well. This is true. So who cares? That's, you, you know what? Get you make, you make an excellent Hogan out of here. <laughs> Uh, also, yeah, the thing is, I love Christopher Lloyd so much. I don't think this fits great on him. I think that's why what I was meaning about the Batman like origin story is that it feels like it is the beginning right. to a darker performance. Opposed to what you need is just like a doormat who by yes. the end is like, I can stand up for myself. Exactly. So in that case, yeah, you're Rick Moranis. If this is like a Michael McKean, thinking oh, of Christopher great. Lloyd's clues to co-star, get me, it's a little young in 1991, get me David Hyde Pierce. <gasps> David Hyde Pierce having to like, love that's it. right, now I've got my um. That's exactly the energy you want armor uh if this was like an actual real film that had money like someone like a kevin klein um you could probably still get him into not this low of a budget this nonsense but like a richard dreyfus also i could see oh yes i think would be good like because he also he kind of is like he lives in a bit more of the kind of like angry place that um that lloyd is occupying in this this film but i kind of I buy it maybe a little bit more on him as as uh, it being a lighter comedy. Definitely. Uh, so originally, the film was titled Urban Commando and was intended for Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. And they opted to make twins instead. Because they have taste? They do. But if they had made this, then that's why it would have been Christopher Lloyd and Hulk Hogan in Twins. We would have had a real switcheroonie on our hands. I, had, I mean, we still have 
Suburban Commando, we were able to watch it. It still exists it in the world. It does technically exist. Originally, yeah, it was Urban Commando, and it was just about a commando that has to, like, go in hiding and take a break from assignment. There was no sci-fi element to the script originally. Oh. So it really would have felt like a sequel to Commando. Commando with Arnold. Just instead of being the woods feeding deer, he's, like, He's you just know, hiding out in mimes. the suburbs. Kicking, well, maybe there'd be less kicking mimes. Maybe it would just be more of him. You'd still have him, like, squeezing the melon at the grocery store and squishing it all over but an old lady. But he's more in a city, which makes sense as to why he's in interacting with a, a lot of different people and having to save so many people than in the yeah. suburbs where it's like oh no too many kids with skateboards oh a cat in a tree yes which baby elizabeth moss is the little girl is this little girl with I a cat in a tree one of, one to me one of the most outside of larry miller one of the most successful moments of comedy in this film is her in a cat in a tree appearance. he pulls the branch down and she's like that's not my cat and they let it go and this cat goes catapulting ah! away and then later at the end that she pulls it down like are you sure this is your cat that's my cat and they pull it down and that elizabeth moss gets launched in the air replaced by a rag doll and then caught by hulk hogan uh legit belly laugh for me oh my god i forgot about the bank robbery where they're all sprayed with flour yes these two scumbags that are trying to sexually assault the woman that christopher lloyd saves then they get a hold of one of hulk hogan's like a freeze gun from hulk hogan so they are trying to rob a bank and to show everyone frozen, they just, like, cover them in what looks like – well, to me, what looked like a glaze on a glazed donut. Yes. I think it, it was probably flour, and they'd just been in it for a while. Maybe maybe more like a fake snow mixed with a – like, it's it's a mixture of various things. But the problem is everyone's supposed to be frozen, and then they'll, <sighs> like, they'll like focus on someone, do a close-up. But they're clearly, like – Doing their best to stay frozen. Yes, but which means just they're like a human being who's, moving. like, slightly moving. And I'm like, could we – are these the best <laughs> shots you got? It's bananas. Um, and so then, like, they're all these these poor extras are just standing there for however long the sequence took to shoot. And then Christopher, then Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd gets accidentally frozen, gets frozen, and we and just actually... cut to a Christopher Lloyd dummy, like stock still <laughs> like, oh, this up, is in this, where all the up in this went. convertible. Uh, I know it's so funny, but so what do we think about this movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito? I think you're so right. I think Arnold as Chef Ramsay already this movie much better. A it, it could be a movie. Right now, yes. it's not even a movie. This, like, barely holds together. It's this is barely holding a together because you you managed to get Larry Miller, Christopher Lloyd, and Shelley Duvall. You yes. got, like, some real actors. Yes. If that was a bunch of no-names, this Forget movie is – you got nothing. You, this movie cannot handle the stress it, of being led by Hulk because Hogan. Because Hulk Hogan is almost unwatchable. But the others are, you know, doing their best with a really yeah. low-grade script. Yeah. Shelley, Shelley Duvall <laughs> – in that early scene where she's trying to like seduce her husband Christopher Lloyd, and she, at first I was like, are we supposed? Is this implying that she has like permed her hair in the day that he's been gone? But it's just no, it's her, it's her sexy wig. She's just got like this she's curly got this, wig. Like, Bernadette Peters tight curl, which is de- what a delightful touch to me. I would, be, I would that, and yeah, the three scrunchies in the hair in the ponytail. And later. those feel so. I wouldn't be surprised to find those were Shelley Duvall's suggestions. You know, I wouldn't those be surprised so if her wardrobe was also Shelley Duvall's. She's got two cozy giant shirts sweaters in, yeah. sweaters in different colors that are like the same sweater in different colors and i was, I, I was like you, you're looking real cozy for like especially in this in quarantine times I, that's, I a want this quarantine sweater. Sweater. that's a good sweater. quarantine sweater um but yeah so danny devito it's hard for me to picture in the role of in a christopher lloyd role yes i agree i mean again you're if it's urban commando and maybe he's like 
I don't know if if he works not at an architecture firm but at like a car dealership or something like that yeah. maybe a little bit more I, I see him in a Larry Miller role you know yes. he's like the guy that's a wheeler dealer who you know who else just thinking of Danny DeVito and other co-stars his throw mama from the train co-star Billy Crystal in the Charlie role yes. Billy Crystal being that's, like am I going crazy here clearly there's something wrong it. with this house guest. I had thought about Billy Crystal potentially for Danny DeVito in Twins but this is actually like because yeah. uh, I was like it's it's not quite right that's much better that's that's how you make you marry the two is that someone who is more naturally wound tight in this way christopher lloyd is an actor who is like wound tight i feel like in a very different direction you know yeah yeah he's just such a beautiful character actor christopher lloyd yeah it's just not to put him in this you feel the strain not of him acting but the strain of it being like him trying to make it fit you know, I mean, he's he's I think, again, I think he executes himself. Of course. Well, it's I a, mean, he's Christopher Lloyd. He's an yeah. incredible, incredible comic actor. The fact that like the man never got an Oscar nomination or hasn't. He's still alive, but I yeah. it has not as of yet gotten an Oscar nomination is bananas to me. Yeah. Between between, so you know, Doc Brown and and even Judge Doom. I'm just like, he's just so I know. Good. But, you know, as we know, the Academy yeah. doesn't think True. comedy is worth uh, nominating most of the time. I mean, the fact time. that we're still True. talking about Marissa Tomei winning an Oscar as though it were some kind of like wild thing when that's like one of the best on-screen oh. performances. Like, can we just be quiet and like acknowledge <laughs> that comedy is very difficult to be that good requires skill? This is true. Especially my cousin Vinny when there's all these long shots. It's not helped by editing. <laughs> comedy. Think about it, Academy. I'm glad you're listening. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so uh, we've talked about pretty much everyone else of, you know, Shelley Duvall, The Undertaker, The Little Girls, Elizabeth Moss, and Larry Miller. So good. Uh, so let's do final thoughts. Any Anything else that we haven't touched on in Suburban Commando? Um, I have written, this is, in quotations, better than Mac and Me, but is it? And this was early on in the film. I came to realize much later on, it's overall much better than Mac yes, and Me. Yes, the E.T. ripoff Mac and Me, which Ooh, is... Uh, it's a rough Talk while. about unwatchable films. Yeah, and also disgusting to watch. Um, different disgusting than Hulk Hogan, but uh, adjacent. Um, yeah, mainly, I mean, all, my most important thing to talk about was uh, this is for you, an appreciation of everything you've done for us, and especially for saving our son, Mark. Uh <laughs> Because it's also just the way that she says it. Oh, which it's is like, such a great and line especially reading. especially for saving our son, line. Mark. Yes. Not Mark. for saving our son. Not for saving Mark. But for saving our son, Mark. Almost because Mark. we're only a 30 minutes in the film and we doubt the audience knows who Even though doesn't Christopher remember Lloyd the son's name is Mark. has just screamed, Mark! Doesn't Mark, move! Mark, get out of the road! You're overestimating the uh, intel- like the patience and like intelligence and like uh you know thorough watchability watching this of an audience for suburban commando well if i weren't watching this for the purposes of the podcast i would have zoned out long before this moment so you're probably right (laughs) you're probably right i'm gonna end with this hulk hogan said he would gladly make a sequel if he was ever asked to (laughs) because he has been asked a million times by little hulkamaniacs all over the world if he is ever gonna make a sequel hulk said he just won't invest anything himself into it money-wise. You think? He's not stupid for being so dumb. He's not stupid, you know? No, I'm pretty sure he's stupid. Amy Joe, Jeff, what are you recommending this week? Well, I'm continuing on with uh, just recommending individual artists that I think you should check out. So this week, I'm recommending the comedian Cole Escola. Um, you may have seen him in Difficult People on 
Hulu, I believe, or on At Home with Amy Sedaris. He is one of the most brilliant comedic minds in the game. Um, I really recommend you go to his Instagram or his YouTube and just watch some of the content he's created himself. It It, it is unbelievable the the brain on Cole. I'm, I've seen some of his live shows and I've known him for years through my brother. Um, as as Aaron has said, my brother Aaron, because uh, Cole is so funny. They they wrote a show together that they were performing the leads of. And Aaron was like, I consider myself very brave acting alongside Cole because <laughs> he's so funny. His delivery is incredible. So if you go, he has all sorts of like, especially uh, during like lockdown, he's filmed a bunch of stuff on his own. Like he's filmed a comedy special that's just him like doing different sketches and characters. And he's, I can't tell you how brilliant he is. So just go and and hunt him down and like look through a bunch of his his work if you just really want to laugh and marvel at like this comedic genius who's also just a phenomenal performer so that's cole escola c-o-l-e-e-s-c-o-l-a jeff amy joe what you recommending uh, I'm going to recommend the 2016 film, I Am Not a Serial Killer, because uh, it co-stars Christopher Lloyd just four years ago, and it's like a great role for him. I was so delighted mm. to see like another meaty role for him, because he's now in his 80s, uh, and it's he's still working. He still pops up in like a lot of TV guest spots, but it's a nice little meaty role. So it's kind of like a mini, like a Dexter Jr. in that it's- I think um, I remember you having this on. Yeah. It's a, in a small Midwestern town, a troubled teen with homicidal tendencies must hunt down and destroy a supernatural killer while keeping his own inner demons at bay. So he's like, I've got my rules so that I won't actually ever kill anyone. But now there's a, a serial killer running around this town. Uh, and Christopher Lloyd is this like elderly neighbor friend of his. Uh, and he's delightful at it. And I'm just like, Christopher Lloyd- god i've missed seeing him um so the, I'll, I'll recommend that i'll recommend you check out 2016's i am not a serial killer great and that's what we're recommending this week da, da, da. thank you again to turna whose high school diploma is signed by schwarzenegger when he was the governor of california for recommending twins bless ya do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at nalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. If you'd like to find out what movie we're doing in advance of the episode dropping, why give us a follow on Instagram or Facebook at andalmoststarring, where we announce what we're doing every weekend. And also, preferably, if you got a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of, hopefully it's not a film with Hulk Hogan. I'm thrilled that there are so few options. <laughs> because I just can't. I can't. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jenkins. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred. <laughs> <laughs>